Welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it two episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we're doing episodes five and six of Alchemy of Souls. Yeah, so we can stop complaining about watching it one episode at a time and how slow everything's going. Yeah, Merry Christmas to us and Merry Christmas to everyone who celebrates Christmas. Yay! (laughs) But also it's still going slow, so I still have complaints. It's been six episodes, nothing has happened. Mm -mm. Episode five felt like, I am so glad that this is the week that we started doing two episodes at a time because episode five felt like a filler episode. I was mad. I don't even remember it. I watched it today. It wasn't, it wasn't any, yeah, I, I also watched it today and I don't really remember anything <laughs> other than at the end I was like, oh. Yeah. I mean, both of these kind of felt that way to me. I, it feels terrible to say that. Uh, yeah, I, but I agree. And the end of, the end of episode six, some stuff started happening and then they were like, and then it's the end and you don't actually get to see the resolution. (laughs) I think, yeah, that's fair. There is good progress with a lot of the storylines where we're getting really good progress with the villains making their moves and the protagonists pushing back trying to get ahead, trying to keep the world safe. Like, that stuff is all moving fairly smoothly along. It's going well. I really like the stuff with Soyeol. I feel like he got the the spotlight these last couple episodes. His arc has been nothing but perfection. It's just, I think you and I have said every single episode that our favorite part of this show was Naksu. And so there's a big part of me that's just waiting for her to come back so that we can see what that looks like. And it seems like that's going to be the last five minutes of episode 10. Yep. I don't (laughs) think that they're going to get... That's kind of my biggest problem right now, I think, is that they are not going to give us Naksu back. Like, they did two... One whole season and one half season of this show. And it's all been this build to, like... We got teased with, like this powerful warrior assassin who rocks and is beautiful and dangerous and powerful and has this really cool character arc when she loses those powers, but at least we still get her. And then they took that away from us. And now we're just watching again. I'm a broken record every single week. I'll complain about this. And then it will be, we are now over halfway through the shorter second season And we still don't have her back. And it feels like we will never get her back. And I get it. They're like, she's too OP. She'll destroy all the bad guys. (laughs) The show will be over. That's why it has to happen in the last five minutes. Because she is the main weapon. But at the same time, I'm like, no, give her to me now. And then like, (laughs) let her do battle for a very long time. And um, then have it be over. So just give it to me now. And actually, she can be OP and it'll be awesome and I'll love it. Mm-hmm. And that'll be good. I just want it so bad. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's the problem. I wanted it too badly. I think we, I, as a person who is like the world's biggest sucker for romance, could also be pacified with some good romance if Jin Buyeon and Jungkook like were cute together and sometimes they are but 
they've got what they did in the first season, which is a lot of toxicity. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like it in the first season. Don't like it at all now. Now there's two of them being toxic to each other, spitting venom back and forth just to hurt each other. And they're really good at like taking it down. They're really good at volleying where the other person says, hey, actually, that was a misunderstanding. We've, we've got to talk this out. And then they do, which is like surreal. It is conflict resolution 101 happening right in front of me. It's very cool. But I just hate the moments when the venom comes out and they're like, I actually just want to hurt you right now. Yeah. <laughs> it, I think the toughest part, too, is that it happens with such frequency that it's yes. like, why do you care about each other if you're just here? <laughs> if you're like here for a mean time, not a good time. Yes. Every other night they're coming to each other like, I guess you can just hold on to me and pretend I'm your dead wife. Like, oh, I guess I'll just hold on to you and pretend you're my dead wife then. You guys, can you stop saying that stuff to each other? It's really weird. That's really gross. Like, It's like very threatening the way you say it and mean. Yeah. I hate all of it. You're being, it's a bad relationship is what that is. That's just a bad (laughs) relationship. Yeah. So the romance isn't good. And then I don't, yeah. Ooh, it's just the thing about these episodes. I really need to stop playing the thing about card. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know. I don't, I kind of don't know what else to say as far as, you know, we could go note no, by note, but I don't really know what else to say about their their romance. I don't know what else to say about kind of where it's all at because I am, I'm currently a little dissatisfied, just a little bit dissatisfied. Oh, um, sorry. <laughs> That's such a quick heel turn to like talk for so long and then be like, wait, no, still mic on me. Um <laughs> But I was just thinking about um, pivoting back to Soyol and how you were like, his arc has been perfect. Uh, So not, not a disagree, but caveat, I do want to put a caveat. I do, I do have notes. Okay. Absolutely furious that they were like, (laughs) that they were like Soyol cops to everything at the beginning of episode five and is like, but no big deal put the worm back in me and of course of course it's been simply too long if only she had been honest from the fir- from the get-go but she wasn't and now it's in his energy core and he's gonna die no matter what she says and no medicine in the world can help him it sounded like that's what she had been told for a really long time and it was untrue like Mama Jin was like, mm, a bird could get it out. That's why we have a million birds around here. It's kind of our thing. We love a bird. We love a blood parasite. Like, it sounded like a pretty simple fix if you knew what the fix was. Yeah. But the bad guys had convinced Soyi for so long that her only hope was them. That she was like, sorry, Soyeol, I guess you'll die. Yeah, but then also, like, Soyeol w- was playing the, like, this is already done, Car. Like, he was the one defining the, like... He's definitely walking towards death very confidently. Yeah, he's he's like, there's nothing you can say to me that makes me think I'm living through the situation. I want to die. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, 
Okay. Made more apparent by, again, a new another note on his arc. Apparently the fact that he's like, yeah, if I'm gonna die, I'm gonna go out after murdering Noxu. Like, that's a promise I made to me a while ago. <laughs> Is that I, I would like murder it. my childhood love. <laughs> I like it because it's interesting. I... This season is so messy that I feel like a lot of the really good character developments or plot lines get lost in in the mess, in the soup. But I really like that one. Just on its own as a standalone, I like So You'll Season 2 being like, it was my life's greatest regret that I saw this very dangerous woman and I just let her go because I was so clouded by my old flame that I was holding for her and then she went on to kill people that I cared about and be a very dangerous person again and that was that was a mistake that's all on me I can only blame myself so if I could go back in time I would try and find her first so that I could take her out of this world it's like very dark but I like it I so I find it very short-sighted it's very selfish it's very serial centric for him to believe that he's the guy that he's the reason that she you know was able to run wild and kill people and he's got to be the one to take her out and it's all his responsibility because he loved her at one point (laughs) it's like first of all you're not the only person who could take her out Second of all, you're not the only person who should take her out if if that's like what is decided. It probably should like be talked about among multiple people. You've got trusted sources. You're not the only person who maybe gets a say in that. It probably wouldn't hurt to communicate it to Jung Uk ahead of, you know, deci- making the big decision. It's just so selfish to me for him to be like I'm the guy who has to do the thing because I loved her once when it's like, okay, yeah, but it's like there was actual, you know, substantial shared love between Naksu and Jung-uk at the time that it happened. He's the one that she killed um, among other people, other person. And he, you know, came back. He's the one that's been hurting the most since she was taken out. Uh, since she since she took herself out of the equation, he has no idea. No one has talked about what should be done. She's back for a reason. But yeah, to me, I'm just kind of like, why does he get to make that call? Like, he's being such a dude right now. <laughs> That's fair. I guess to your point, it does feel very season one conflict where we at the beginning of season one, especially in the first half, we're given a lot of Soyul is the representation of like governance and very lawful justice, whereas Jonguk can see that the law does not always account for every person's circumstances. And so there's this like dichotomy between the two, but it feels like we could have grown past that through the first season and into the second season. But instead, like many storylines, we have regressed to who they were in the very first half of season one. 
So this feels very back to the beginning, very basic, out of the box, so you'll saying, I have been taught all my life that evil is bad and that I should expel it from this world. And so that is what I shall do with my last remaining breath. And so yeah. it like didn't come as a surprise to me. It felt very natural for him. And I just like that he had a purpose besides being the third wheel this season. Yeah, I do but think that right. it's it is very interesting for it it's an interesting turn. It's just a frustrating one because it feels like yes, there was character growth. It's not like he's static, right? It's like, okay, well last time I did nothing, so this time I'll do something. I think it's more just the reasoning behind it where he's kind of like it's my childhood love who and very very good friend who I, you know, loved a lot. And so I'll make the call and it's like, okay, but you like that's a terrible reason <laughs> because if you're going based on like who loved her, there's a lot of people that did actually, as it turns out. And there's a lot of people who get a say in this. That's fair. That's fair. Like I get why he's like, Jungkook would never agree to this, but it still is unfair to just keep him out of the loop and be like, well, then he doesn't get a vote. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He doesn't get a vote. He doesn't get a say. Even though he's the guy with the ice stone. I guess maybe that's the thing is like, they're like, don't ever give him a reason to use the ice stone. But also, yeah, there's just a lot to it. And even if he didn't take it to like, if he didn't take it to Jungkook, then it does feel like there are other options of people he could take. I, I just hate the like, I'm going to do this alone, suffer in silence, do whatever I want, consult no one, even though it has massive implications for like everyone around me to make this decision. That's always been a bit, that's been a big frustration for me. And so yeah, Seo Yul deciding that, even though he's like on his deathbed right now <laughs> is a lot. But yeah, it's like there's Master Lee, there's Park Jin, there's Donggu, there's, you know, there's a couple crown other- Prince, I don't The know. Crown Prince, yeah. There's a bunch of people he could talk to before he talked to just himself and said, I've got, I've got this. Or like, before he decided Jungkook was off the table, it's like, okay, fine. Who else? <laughs> Who else do you trust that you feel has a say in this? Yeah, I feel like Master Lee's always a good one. I don't know if Soyul has had any interactions with Master Lee, but- now would be a great time to get a sage at the table. Yeah. Because Master Lee already knows. He already knows that there's an assassin that's been reborn. But also, okay, another heel turn. I'm sorry. Master Lee says at some point, as Naksu regains her memories, her body will begin to reject her soul. Yes, okay, I'm so what glad you brought fuck? this up. Because <laughs> didn't that never came up when he was explaining. I don't think so. <laughs> Because he was talking to Lady Jin about that, and he was- I thought it was the opposite. Yeah, he was like, when she recovers her memories- Buyeon will, will be dead. Yeah, Buyeon will be expelled, and that's why we were keeping everything a secret, including- And that's why her face is changing into Naksu's face, because the body is becoming Naksu's body. Yeah, so what? Because so that what? is not Buyeon's body anymore, really. It's like every day, apparently, it was supposed to become more Naksu until she became Naksu herself. And now you're like, haha, just kidding, the rules have changed. I make the rules and they've changed. <laughs> 
it's like he doesn't even make the rules. He's just announcing the rules. Like, he is just the messenger. <laughs> but I hate the rules so much, it's really hard not to shoot the messenger. Yeah, the messenger shows up with a new set of He's like a little kid on the playground that's like, yeah, well, my power is that it nullifies your power specifically because it's so powerful. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> But instead, it's like how Noxu... At slash Bouillon works, how that entire resurrection process and like who gets control of that person between the two of them and what is going to happen every day. It's like a different set of rules where it's like, psych, what I said was this, what I meant was. <laughs> what? And now she's just going to die? Like, that makes me so mad. I yeah. know that it's. Just like that, we're living in a K-drama world, and every every once in a while we get a female lead that dies at the end. And you know, we're just going to be sad. But like, bullshit, I've watched this for 30 episodes, barely hanging on to a female lead. And you know what? If you're just going to kill her at the end, I'm going to quit now. Yeah. This is dumb. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I can't do it. So if anyone knows, actually just tell us right now, <laughs> because if I get to the end of this and Noxu dies and they're just like, there can be no good, cool, powerful women in this show, then I don't want to watch this show <laughs> anymore. Please. It's almost Christmas. I'm so tired. Let us go. Put us out of our misery. <laughs> I Okay, this is dark. This is a really dark joke. Um... I'm kind of glad they put Soe out of her misery. I thank you. I was going to say the same thing. Oh, we're both terrible. We're both terrible. I was not sad. No, and it felt like you were supposed to be, right? Like, yeah. It was a pretty sad ending. Yeah, like what she said was kind of lovely that she was like glad that someone that she felt was so good and made everything so much better was there with her at the end. Like that was very nice. Sure, it I'll was, take it. But goddamn, it was so convoluted the way that she was like sent off on the boat and then she and her boy come back and they're walking through town and she gives that little speech and she's like, I just have to make sure that So Yul goes to Jin Yuan. I'm not going to go to Jinyuan. I'm going to go to my gambling den and just, like, hang out there. Yeah, she was stupid. She was a dumb person. She was from the get-go. I hate that. Because yeah. I feel like occasionally she wasn't. And I don't get that. I don't get the move. I just kind of felt like we were supposed to be... We were supposed to like her on some level or be convinced, yeah, that she wasn't all bad or that she wasn't all dumb <laughs> or something. But I could never get on board with her. And then up to the very end, it's like nothing she ever did made sense. Or like, it's like she couldn't connect two dots to save her life. Like, I mean, <laughs> I'm being very mean about Soyi, but like, I'm, God, I'm like digging my own hole. I, I will punctuate that with, I mean it. Like, I don't get her. I don't understand <laughs> the character at all. Because like, she just like, She's supposed to be intelligent enough to, like, run this gang den, and she's, like, a con artist, and she's supposed to have, like, all of this, I don't know, like, streetwise, and she's the one who's seen the most inner workings of Jinmu. She's been targeted by him directly before. There's just been so much leading up to this moment where she dies, 
But she dies because she, yeah, exactly like you said, it was so convoluted. She like decides to come back even though she left because everything was supposed to go this way, but it didn't go that way. It went this way. And so she's here, but now she's here in this place that everyone knows that that's where she operates out of. And as soon as she shows up there, she's going to be targeted by whoever wants to target her. And it just does none of it made sense. But it kind of tracks with her character who's like, well, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to do it this way, even though I understand nothing about how it works. And then I'm going to tell no one <laughs> that I'm going to care so much about how it plays out. Oh, thank you for coming to my TED talk. I'm sorry. I I did not like so use character. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It just, she got the tiniest of redemption arcs with just telling Soyul everything about the parasite and then telling Soyul everything about Noxu. And it just felt like we were on the right track for half a second. And then none of it made sense and that she was dead. Yeah. I mean, honestly, though, like on par for the course for her character or for like how, sorry, this show, um, <laughs> how this show treats women in the show. <laughs> Where it's like, all right, here's a little redemption arc. This person can finally be cool and normal. Now she's dead because we can't have a cool, normal woman in this show. Nope. Hoyanok is tribute to that. Okay. Yep. If you ever think for a moment that the women in this show are cool, Hoyanok will prove you wrong with every look she makes every time Maid Kim says, Buyan is with her husband. Where, do, where else would she be? They're together. They're married. And Hoyanok is both shook and disgusted. Yeah. Because how dare? <laughs> okay. What are you doing? <laughs> What's your point? Why is Sunny still here, like harassing Buyon all the time? I hate her. Yeah. Sunny sucks. Yunok shouldn't have sucked. Didn't always suck. Currently sucks. And yeah, wasted potential. Wasted potential. And then we've got Cho Yun, Jin Cho Yun, oh my who God. is now back with Park jung <gasps> No! What even led up to that? Because here's the thing. <laughs> I've been watching the show, and I don't know what led up to that. It was like, a, I've been holding on to you. I've been holding a candle for you for the past three years, and you didn't even know. Because I actively <laughs> told you I hated you. At every possible chance, at every occasion that we interacted, I told you I hated you and everything you did was bad. How can you not know how much I loved you? What? Excuse me? <laughs> Park Dunku, do not be gaslit right now. You deserve better. Immediately gaslit. Immediately. Oh my god. Just let the queen eat her or whatever she's gonna do. Yeah, I guess, yeah, she wants her... her she wants to switch bodies with <laughs> friggin' Choyan. Sure, at this sure. point, I guess. <laughs> That's the best ending we could get for Choyan. It's yeah. just being the queen, I guess. The worst part is like that Dongu would be sad. And even then at this point I'm like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're being dumb about things. Big himbo. Big himbo energy. <laughs> And we love it in general, mm -hmm, but not mm -hmm. in this specific situation. Yeah, don't get punked. 
She's using you, bro. I don't know for what, because she's not very clever, but I hate this. Don't trust her. Yeah. Don't trust a gin. (laughs) I mean, fair, but oh no. (laughs) Oh, okay. There was a cute moment. We got to give props where props are due. One cute moment that almost had me tearing up was Maid Kim getting her blessings from Jong-uk. Oh, yeah. Immediate. Like, he was immediately happy for her. And, yeah, it made me feel like she did She did good with him. She raised him right in that she one capacity right. to love oh. her. <laughs> it was very sweet. And it was a good balance between the proposal which was fine. I mean, I don't like the couple, so like it's hard to be cheerful for that. The very comical, like everyone standing right outside listening. Love that. Good comedy moment. And then the tearful, like giving his blessings to his basically his mom. Very cute. Loved that. I don't care at all for Park Jin or his relationships. I wish he had so much less time in this show, but I like Maid Kim's stuff. Yeah, she's great. Too. She's wonderful. She's the cool, good woman that we have been given at this point. She isn't an assassin, but I guess that's fine. <laughs> she isn't in a love triangle anymore, so that's good. They tried to bring that back for a hot second. No. Gross. Pass. I hate that. The moment has passed. You can't keep hurting us with that. It's stupid. It's stupid. Um, yeah. that I love her. I... Agree 100%. Everything you said. Park Jin is... At this point, it's like, I'm so mad at so many other people that I'm kind of like, I I guess he's fine. He continues <laughs> to just be there. So there's that. I am, I will say, still constantly furious about the huge plot hole that like him and so you'll and every other person who stared at Naksu's preserved dead body... <laughs> for two consecutive weeks (laughs) did not like none of them are able to figure out what's happening with like on their own at least master lee comes in and is like yeah i did what i did and i do what i do (laughs) none of you can jail me for it try to catch me you'll never do it (laughs) um but yeah the fact that there was never a moment of like it's wild that that is Naksu. <laughs> like, yeah, that's fair. Like she tried to kill Jin uh, Park Jin so many times. Yeah, like they were face to face a lot. They fought each other constantly. It was the entire first ten minutes of the first episode. It's yeah. like them standing in a face off. It's fine. It's whatever. Yeah. Like, and then he takes her preserved body to Sungrim. And that goes on for, like, the first two episodes. Two or three episodes. I feel like they're clever enough to have the crown prince. Like, obviously he said he's intentionally avoiding, avoiding Jim Buyan, But I feel like they could also have, you know, coincidences where Park Jin just happens to never meet Jim Buyan And he never comes face to face with her, never sees her, right? Like... There could be a thing there. They could work with something to be like, he just doesn't see her. And that's why he doesn't know. But they're like, no, it's too difficult. It's too hard. We're not going to do that. He knows who she is, but does not recognize her at all. Yeah. So 
Only so you can get away with that. Come on, man. Yeah. And even then, I'm mad about it, but at least I'm like, I don't know. I was willing- six episodes in. Yeah. I I could forgive him, you know, yeah, for six episodes. And also, like, I could forgive him that one thing because he was- He's been really sick, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> excuses I'm making for him. Because he's so beautiful and so young. I don't know. Like, Look at him. I mean, we love him. <laughs> we love him. He can do no wrong, so he can do no wrong. Park Jin, get it together. Uh, in these episodes, we did get the Jungkook Crown Prince interaction. Some solid, some solid Crown Prince Jungkook interaction. The line that the crown prince delivered onto Jungkook about you were so full of vigor when you didn't have any power, but now you are dead inside despite how much power you have. My God. We love so the crown good. prince. I love the crown prince. <laughs> like, I know you guys are tired of hearing about it. He is perfection in my eyes. Yeah. I- he's carrying the show. He's carrying the whole <laughs> damn show. I was wait like they show a scene they build up to him interacting with Buyan and I hold my breath like all I want I love the crown prince and Jungkook like they are great together but I get that things are tense right now so we're keeping them apart it's like two beta fish you gotta just keep them in separate <laughs> tanks I live for the crown prince and Buyan's interactions like so good I get really torn because, and we talked about this last week, their chemistry is so good that I, (laughs) simultaneously, I'm the same where I'm like, I'm living for their interactions. I love when they're together. I love the scenes they have together. Their chemistry is perfection. I'm obsessed with it. And I simultaneously hate it because it's too good. It's too good. And it, I know that it's not end game, like them being together, them playing off of each other, them having great chemistry, them growing together is not end game. We will not continue to get that. We will not even get that in, in, in any kind of implied future. I like it because we had that last season, but this season there's such a shared understanding between them that is not end game. That last season there was that little bit of like, can a servant girl be with a prince? Like, I don't know, maybe she could. And this season it's like, can a married woman be with a eunuch? No. Like, neither of them think that the other one would ever be romantically interested. And their kind of relationship, their misunderstanding is that the other one is, like, not their type anyways. Like... So I like it. I like that it's just like, I'm friends with a eunuch, so I can tell him anything and he'll get it. He'll be chill about it. And he's like, I'm friends with a shaman and she's married. And also she's a shaman, which like my impression is that people do not think highly of shamans in this universe. So it's like a very even, very neutral playing field where they're just like, we're just going to be bros. I love that. I do. I don't. The thing is, is I agree because that is how they've played it. But it's not something I trust because maybe it's because it's all in my head and the chemistry is just too good where I'm like, whenever they're together, I like it too much. The chemistry is too good. And something is going to happen where there's some kind of attraction on obviously the crown prince's end. Like he is, I just feel like they're going to be like, yeah, he loved Mudok and he 
Mudok was Naksu, and this is Naksu, and that they're going to play some kind of like, there's going to be something to, and not because I, I want it there, and maybe there won't be, but I just get this feeling that I don't trust the interactions because I really, really, really don't want them to drag him into another love triangle, the same messy ass love triangle that they dragged him through before. Especially because I think that was the one time I've ever been disappointed in his character is like the weird secondary <laughs> reaction he had to that rejection. And I just, I'm like, stop doing that to him because I want him to be okay. I want him to like, I don't care if he continues to be morally gray. I don't want it to be his villain arc if he gets rejected by the same person two different times for the same dude that he's always at odds, like weird bromance odds with. And like, yeah, there's just, it's so much. And I just don't want them to do that to him all over again, just to prove the point that like, it's her and he just always will be attracted to her or whatever. That's fair. That's totally fair. Cause I think the things that we love the most about the crown prince are that he's defying these stereotypes that he is supposed to butt heads a lot more with Jonguk than he does and supposed to seek power and whatever else a lot more than he actually does. He seems like a pretty chill guy and we love him for that. And so if he has this terrible downfall where it's like, the woman made me do it, all I wanted was her and I just kept getting rejected, it's like, it will be so incredibly disappointing. And I just hope that the bromance will be strong enough that he will be okay with another rejection and that all these misunderstandings, the fact that he has met her so many times and all she has talked about is her married life and her regular life outside of their relationship. Like, she has no relationship with this guy. He knows that. So let's keep that in mind when you find out who she is. Don't forget that you have no relationship with her. You mean nothing to her. And that's okay. Yeah. I get it. You, this show deserves no trust from you. It has let us down with so many characters. Yeah. They've really taken away everyone we loved except the crown prince so far. <laughs> and that's just so far. And he's honestly like, he's just okay. Like I love him so much and he can do no wrong, but he is kind of just okay this season where he's like, uh-oh, I might be under Jinmu's thumb. I might actually have cornered myself into a really bad position. I don't really know how to get out of this just yet, but let me keep thinking on it. And it's like, okay, you can keep thinking on it. We are at episode six, so let's think a little bit quickly. Let's think on our feet. Yeah. But I'm glad you're realizing you're not in the place you want to be. Yeah, it's tough because it's like, when it's when this season started, we were like, he's in his information. He's like the middle guy. He's he's the intel guy. He's in his information gathering stage. But actually looking back, he's been in information gathering stage for a really long time, even back into like season one. And um, like pretty much since he started to suspect something was going on with his mom in season one, he's been like, I'm information gathering crown prince. And he, you know, kind of continues to be that way. And yeah, these episodes, we kind of saw a turn where he was like, I need to stop 
gathering information and try and convince Jungkook to do something. And then Jungkook was like, I don't do things anymore. I just get sad. (laughs) (laughs) I was obsessed with that interaction, though. I did love the crown prince being like, you're going to do this because you took care of my turtle, right? And Jungkook was like, I honestly thought it was somebody else's turtle. I had no idea it was your turtle. And Crown Prince is like, fuck you, man. That was a moment for us. That was us getting back together, being the bromance. Honestly, you've broken my heart and goodbye forever. Yeah. Same, though, because I want Jungkook, please commit to the bromance on the level that the crown prince is now committed to the bromance. (laughs) I will not do one-sided bromance. No, he thought you took care of his turtle for him, and he was fully ready to be like, the bridge has been mended. We are ready to become one again. Like, give me the other egg. We will be, (laughs) we will be those guys again. (laughs) Just do it, Jungkook. Just do it. Be be cool. Be freaking cool. Just with the crown prince. I don't... (laughs) I would like you to be cool with your wife. That'd be awesome. But honestly, (laughs) crown prince is number one in my heart, so... Yeah, that's... The the real romance is secondary to me. Please contribute to the bromance. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. That's all I can think about. Um, do you have any other thoughts before we sign off? Nope. I am... I am all talked out of these episodes. It was a shorter episode than I imagined because we were doing two. Um, so part That's of me fair. is like, should I think of something? But I can't really think of anything. I think it's because they felt like filler episodes. And mostly I just wanted to come on here and rail about So Ye. So. <laughs> <laughs> I see that. I see that. And we did. And she's gone now. Maybe so Yul is too. Who knows? The worst to send off for him, honestly. Yeah, rip together, I guess. (laughs) Hopefully not. Hopefully not. (laughs) Okay, if you guys have any thoughts, email them to us at playinkpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we also have our uh, website where you can find episodes, you can find links to our affiliates, as well as, um, well, I'll say where it is first and then try and transition. It's at playonk.com where you can also find a link to our Patreon, which is at patreon.com slash playonk if you just want to go directly there to find bonus content and it is by far the best way to support our show. Yeah, we also have the um, non-money way. We have the time way of supporting our show where you just take a couple minutes to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening to us. In particular, if you listen to us on, or if you have like an Apple account and you can hop over to the Apple podcasts, that helps other K-Drama podcast listeners find us. We are also on social media, and we sometimes use it. We're on Instagram at Play on K Podcast, on X, previously Twitter, at Play on K, and on TikTok at Play on K underscore Emily. Yeah, and that is pretty much it. So join us next week for two more episodes of Alchemy of Souls. K-bye. K-bye. Bye-bye.